Good evening. I want to talk to you tonight about what it's like to be beyond hope. And you say, well, that's a strong word, beyond hope. Um, I had a junior high coach that used to tell us that as long as he was yelling at you and correcting you, you should view that as a good thing. Because if he wasn't yelling and trying to correct you, one of two things had happened. One, you were perfect. And the last perfect guy was hung on a tree, on a cross. And so you're not him. Or two, he had given up on you. Needless to say, I got yelled at a lot. But, uh, but I want you to think about that. Maybe you have shopped at a certain business for many, many years. And their customer service has just been terrible. And you finally said, enough is enough. I am not going back there ever again. And so you don't take your business back to that place. You have given up. Maybe you have had people in your life where you have had to separate and distance yourself from them because they were not healthy. Toxic relationship. Maybe that's been the case. And I say that tonight because even though you might have to separate for a season, I think all of us have hope that those relationships can be reconciled. That maybe as a child gets older, they will see the errors of their way. Um, maybe if someone gets saved, they will reconcile with their family and other things. But when God tells you that a situation is hopeless, that's an overwhelming thought. And tonight I want you to hear these words that God says in chapter 4. Now let no man contend or rebuke another. For your people are like those who contend with the priests. Therefore you shall stumble in the day. The prophet also shall stumble with you in the night. And I will destroy your mother. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I will also reject you from being priest for me because you have forgotten the law of God. I also will forget you. God says, there's no reason to debate these people. There's no reason to argue with them, contend with them, because they won't listen. They have made their bed and now they're going to have to lay in it. That's a scary thought when God says, fine, if that's the way you want to live your life, if that's the way you want to go, 
than go. How many times have you maybe seen a kid where you've said they'll learn after they get hurt? You touch that stove one time, you hate that it burns them, but they won't touch it again. Now, as a parent, we warn them and correct them and slap their hand away, but if you leave the kitchen and they sneak over there and touch it, they've made that decision themselves. And what God says is, you have made your decision, and now you're going to have to live with it. And the decision they made was, they rejected the knowledge of God. You see, in America today, we have more Bibles, more Christian television, more Christian radio, more Christian internet stuff, more church buildings, but yet we are seeing more and more people run from God. They've left the knowledge of God. And I want you to hear this tonight. I believe that God is in control of everything. But I believe if you don't want God, God won't force Himself upon you. If you don't want to have a marriage based on the things of God, God won't force you to. But at some point, when you and I make decision after decision after decision rejecting God, God will say, okay, you can go your own direction. You can go the way that you're going to go. But the consequences are coming. And He says right there, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. God doesn't say, I'm destroying them for no reason. God never allows judgment or correction to come into our life for no reason. Sometimes it comes because there's sin in our life. Sometimes it's because we've drifted from our love for God and it takes a tragic event to bring us back to God. Sometimes God wants to reach a family member or a friend that you have for Jesus, but it takes you, the Christian, going through the fire. You see, in the Old Testament, and I'm going to close, one of my favorite passages of Scripture is about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And it's not because of them, but it's because when the king threw them in the fire and the king looked in there, what did he say? Did we not throw three into that fire? But why do I see four and one looking like the Son of God? You see, friends, whether or not you, you cause the tragedy in your life to happen or God allows it for a bigger purpose, He will be with you through the fire. He will be with you through the storm. And so tonight, choose to love God and to pursue Him. Don't be set aside to pursue the things of this world thinking that consequences won't come because they will. But you tonight, run to God, run to His Word, and watch how He can be with you. And so as always, tonight I've taken up my 10 minutes and I'm thankful for the privilege of being here with you tonight. As always, if I can pray for you, I know many of you have been to the doctor, you've been sick, you've lost loved ones, know that I am praying for you and that I don't want to be nosy or bothersome, but I'd love 
uh, to get with you and pray with you or or just uh, whatever we can do to help you and your family. So as always, we love you and may God richly bless you. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow night if the Lord is willing.